What's up, everyone? Tyler Tambolin here, aka Totag and Tambo, back for the week 17 edition of the Prize Picks DraftKings show here on the Mayo Media Network. Got some good news and some bad news. The bad news is don't have my counterpart here, no JT Hayes today. The good news, if, if you'll call it this, will be that we'll try and tighten up the show a little bit, keep it to about a half an hour, pack everything in all the same. I'll have all the DraftKings picks for you later. I'll start with my two prize picks. One and one last week. I'm, I'm going to talk to JT Hayes for a second here. He's not here with me, but just thinking out loud, those two and O's wore off quickly. So we're back to a one and one week, but ready to bounce back. For those of you that are joining for the first time, I can't imagine you are, but if you are for the season to those that have stuck with us we appreciate you guys it's been a great year we've only got one week after this the regular season left not sure yet the plan for the playoffs but we'll let you know next week when jt hayes is back but let's hop right into it here let's get into the picks uh last week just to clarify i had the matt ryan uh matt ryan just missed the yardage prop but Najee harris crushed so the one-on-one -on -one week we talked about a moment ago this week two more plays for you guys i've got the first one feeling really good about this one josh jacobs over 58 and a half rush yards over on prize picks again if you guys haven't used that site yet or signed up want to get over the use there use promo code mmnnfl get your sign up bonus get on there there's still a lot of stuff going on nba is going on all the other sports throughout the year it's just easy to bet these props i talk about it all the time on this very show where the, you know you can bet these props and vice versa doesn't mean you have to go play them in DraftKings when we get to the plays later sometimes the prop is just too good doesn't mean it maybe will pay off a DraftKings salary but on the other hand you'll have it set up for the you know the fact that you can just make money on these props lots of money to be made over on prize picks so check that out so starting over first pick of the week Josh Jacobs over 58 and a half rush yards uh, 27 attempts last week for over 100 yards most are going to be on the other side in this game, looking at Jonathan Taylor for good reason. I think when we get to the DraftKings picks later, we can talk about it. There's some opportunity costs there with the fact that Cooper Cup is on the slate, which we'll also talk about later on. But uh, he's, in, he's in over 106 and a half on prize picks. That's a little bit more tricky, a little bit more risky. If they just sell out to stop them, there's a little bit more risk involved for my liking. So I like the 58 and a half on the other side. Even Chase Edmonds last week, 56 yards on way less attempts than what we saw Jacobs get. That was for Arizona Cardinals in this same very matchup. So I think Jacobs can get there. I really like that pick this week. And then my second pick is going to be T Higgins. So T Higgins over 66 and a half receiving yards. Guy is just a monster right now. You look back to last week, crushed it again. He's got over 100 receiving yards four of the last five weeks, and they're throwing out a 66 and a half here. That could definitely change by the time we get to Sunday and go up. But if you think about this matchup, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, he's clearly a trusted weapon of Joe Burrow. You see him out there. I know there's Jamar Chase. I know there's Tyler Boyd. He's getting there even with those guys being involved. So even you say, oh, but it's Jamar Chase week. Well, that's what we'll talk about when we get to the DraftKings section, because then you can stack it up with Burrow, Chase, Higgins, or Uzoma, or throw in Boyd, whatever you'd like to do there. But I do think it seems light at 66 and a half. So to recap, we've got Josh Jacobs rushing yards over 58 and a half. And then we've got T Higgins receiving yards over 66 and a half. So that's it for prize picks for this week. Like I said, we're going to roll through the show a little bit quicker just because it's a solo show myself only. But we're going to talk about DraftKings still. And we've got a big slate on tap. Obviously recording this Thursday night, you guys are probably listening either late Thursday night, early Friday morning, and no Thursday night football game. Okay, let's get to Saturday. Nope, no Saturday night football. We've had that run too. So we have just Sunday football this week, uh, big slate on tap, like I mentioned before, and there's lots to get to, but uh, I'm going to start with quarterback and go through it. Obviously, we're going to talk about these guys and then maybe some of the plays you can stack up with them, whether it's with running backs. I'll talk about one case where I think that is definitely viable and maybe some won't do it. 
And then we'll talk about wide receivers as well. Uh, you know, go through all through it from tight end perspective, right down, even through defense. So uh, if you guys are missing JT Hayes and you're wanting some of the clarification and sort of correlation between the two of us, definitely tune into the Run Pure Sports Show Sunday morning, still on YouTube. It's the Run Pure Sports YouTube channel. You can go over and subscribe so you get the notifications. But we're going to be doing the show there still 845 Eastern Sunday morning, going what we call off the chalk. We'll talk through the slate. We'll know a lot more about ownership, where it stands, what people are doing. And we just go through and talk about ways you could leverage that, ways you could be different on the slate, things we think others are doing, the ways that you could be different to try and beat them in those large field GPPs, something like the $20 Millie Maker. But let's go to quarterback for this week. And I'm going to start with Matt Stafford. Uh, we'll see what the ownership looks like as the week goes on. But as of right now, I think a lot of people want to go with Sony Michelle there. And I think that's for good reason. Uh, you can definitely get him in there based on injuries and things like that. But I do think Stafford, if those don't that don't remember, has the exact same matchup that we just saw Joe Burrow go up against and destroy. And then also the week before that was Aaron Rodgers with Devontae Adams and as well as MBS, Marcus Valdez-Scantling. So this matchup I'm talking about is the Baltimore Ravens. You see the background behind me. I'm obviously a huge Ravens fan, but the defense is basically one out of a high school team. There's not much there going on for them. It is second stringers. Going to talk about ways you can stack it up as we go throughout the other positions. But the thing about Matt Stafford is it's typically very condensed. We know who he's throwing to. We know the guys. You could stack them up just with Cup. Cup is expensive. You could add Cup with somebody like a Tyler Higby or a Van Jefferson or OBJ where you just get a cheaper guy in with Cup and Stafford. Or you can just go off of Cup, who I think will be popular, and we'll talk more about it at the wide receiver position, and go something like Stafford, OBJ, Higby, or Stafford, Van Jefferson, OBJ, something along those lines where you can get a little bit different if everyone is going to have the money based on all the value. Uh, elephant in the room, obviously, when I'm recording this, there is a lot of COVID protocol news that is still yet to come out, some that came out already, more that will probably come out by the time the weekend hits, so keep your eye on the news. Follow the show with myself, JT Hayes and AP over at Run Pure Sports on Sunday morning at 845 Eastern. And then, of course, keep in, keep in tune to the injury news as well. There's also injuries, not just COVID in this day and age. So you got to watch that along the way as well. Usually Friday evening, have a pretty good idea there. So go to my second quarterback here, and it's the terrific Tom Brady. Talked about him all season, been throwing like crazy. That's what he does. You know, sort of still kind of, I think, in the in the MVP mix going after it. Maybe not with you know, some of the down games, the 9 nothing loss to the Saints was certainly something did have a bounce back week last week with Antonio Brown there but I think just going back to it again this week it's another spot where people are going to look at Ronald Jones because of the matchup the spread everything that goes with it no Fournette again obviously still out but I do think that if you look at it from that perspective this is the one I brought up earlier where I think you can just stack it a different way if you you know rewind back for a second to when Fournette was playing there was weeks you could play Brady Fournette and Gronkowski together just eat up that whole end zone worth of work and be able to get all your fantasy production from there with this Buccaneers team, even with Evans and Godwin and all those guys back then having their opportunities, Brown at the time, everything. Now we've got a lot more going on. So we don't have all those guys, but I think that one thing that will go overlooked is people will say I'm playing Jones and not Brady, or I'm going to go off of Jones and play Brady with this pass catchers. I get it. I understand why the leverage perspective, but don't hesitate to put them together as well. I can definitely see some Brady, uh, Brady Jones, sorry, because Bournette's out on the IR, but I think if you go with him, Jones, and then one of Antonio Brown or Gronk or something like that, that would be another way to get unique with the stack. What I am certain of, or at least pretty, pretty sure of, is these guys are going to put up a lot of points. So I definitely like getting after that game against the Jets here. So 
Let's move on. Let's go to running back. And I talked earlier about Jonathan Taylor. Just a great matchup here. There's not a lot of pay-up options this week. There's going to be value at wide receiver, tight end, quarterback, everywhere you go, cheap defenses when we get to those later. I think it's going to be pretty easy to fit them. But, you know, maybe you could fit him and Cup in your cash lineups. We'll have to see. But in large field tournaments, usually we're making a decision based on the stacks or things that we're putting in and without secondary stacks, things like that. I just think it's going to be a good spot here for Jonathan Taylor. Jacobs is in the mix, too, on that other side if you want to get a little bit unique. And if J Jonathan Taylor gets really popular here, I'll have no problem going to the opposite running back in the game. All it takes is for the game script to flip or them to sell out against him and have luck with it. And then you've got Jacobs in a positive game script potentially. So I could go there as well, but Jacobs in this matchup is just too cheap still for what we can see for his production. So I like Jacobs. And then the other guy, don't know about this one as much as of right now. It seems pretty strong on paper, but David Montgomery going up against the Giants is just cheap enough here to make a lot of sense. I know he hasn't had any of those huge output games as far as yardage goes, but it only takes one game for that. 100 yards in the bonus looks pretty nice in a matchup against the Giants, but he could definitely have one of those two touchdown games or something here, right? They haven't shown much at the quarterback position. Definitely because of that, haven't been able to show much through the air. So if they just decide to go with the run game and have some good success with it, I think we could see a big day here for David Montgomery. So hopefully the Bears run the ball more. That would make sense to me. And then, like I said, you can always get that good little two, three touchdown upside game. And it's really beneficial uh, when you're talking about adding up the points quickly. Two touchdowns is 12 points just like that. And then whatever else goes with it, at his price, 20 points would be a smash. Let's move on. Let's go to wide receiver. Talked about Tom Brady. Talked about Stafford. It's going to correlate with both of those stacks. I'm sticking with it as of right now. Like I said, if things change, check us out on Sunday. Mentioned the show a couple times now, but I think that's you know where you get the final thoughts. As of right now, Antonio Brown, still too cheap. 6,100. Uh, last week just made all the sense in the world. Talked about him, both JT and I, on this show at 4,900. It is over a $1,000 bump in price. But that's not going to be enough. At 6,100, he's racking up the targets, which is then racking up the yards. Uh, you could see easily 10 for 10, which is 100, the bonus, the catches, the full PPR. There's your 23 points with the bonus. And then if he gets a touchdown, you're talking about 30 points range. So I like Antonio Brown. And then Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup at 9,500. We'll see what he does here. But like I said, we'll, we'll see what ownership does here, I should say, and see what he can do here. But we know what he's capable of. He's basically a floor of 25 points. He's got the upside to 40 to 50. Uh, if everyone's going to be on the running game, then it's definitely a place to go. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think a lot of people are still going to find ways to incorporate Cup in. And like I talked about earlier, there's other ways that you can go about this stack. If you think back, here's the thing we got to think about real quick and just, you know, on the fly, bringing this up, I guess. But I don't know if you saw it, but when the Ravens played the Packers just a couple weeks ago, and even last week to some extent, they didn't do it so much with Jamar Chase being a rookie. But if you look at uh, Adams the week before that, they really put like three guys on him. I don't know if they'll do the same for Cup, but I wouldn't. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Let's just say that if they do it. So I definitely think there's a way you could go about it there with Stafford and two of his pass catchers. And, and you just put a, a group or whatever you're doing when you're building by hand, Stafford, Van Jefferson, OBJ, Higby, and use two. And just make some of those lineups. Even if you want to make some cup builds, go off of that in some. Because if they hold him down to like 15 to 20, even 22, 24, like last week, it might not be enough. Because remember, 14-game slate, much bigger slate. Every game out there is going to matter. So you got to keep an eye on that. And then, spoiler alert, we're going to segue it right into to tight end. I brought up all those guys. And I've mentioned Tyler Higby a couple times. Going to the tight end position, Tyler Higby is definitely a guy that I like here. I think if you just look back, so last week, all the snaps, I believe it was 64 of 67 snaps. 
uh, can definitely get a couple of touchdowns. Even if he doesn't get the touchdowns, he can rack up five for 55 for 60, something like that. That's talking about like a floor position, in my opinion. And that's still going to rack up the points at his price. He's just still too cheap at the tight end position. The Ravens, even before this high school secondary, as I'm calling it, they were still getting crushed by the tight end. So I think that's a spot that you can definitely go back to be a little bit unique and just think if he takes those touchdowns away or some of those big grabs away over the middle from Cooper Cup, all those cup lineups are hurting while you're moving ahead and leveraging up with a pass catcher like Van Jefferson or OBJ to catch a bomb and Higby in the lineup as well. So I really like that roster construction as of right now. The second one here, tight end right now is a little bit thin for me. There's a lot of plays you can fit in there and we'll see how they go. Normally, just talking strategy for a second, I'm putting it in with my stacks. Like I talked about with Stafford, even the cheap guys, sometimes I'm still putting them as a secondary stack where I'm putting a cheaper tight end across from a receiver. And that's kind of what I'm thinking here with the second spot. So Arizona goes into Dallas. We've got both Zach Ertz on the Cardinals side and Schultz on the Dallas side. I think this is a spot, Dalton Schultz, where you can play one of those two and then get a pass catcher on the other side. I'm not necessarily saying go two tight ends and play them both. I just think these guys are similarly priced. They make some sense. And then you could get a pass catcher you like from the other side because here's the thing about stacking that game. We'll take a timeout for a second. Just go back to why I'm bringing this up. Dak and Kyler, I like against each other, pushing the pace, a potential for huge upside. Maybe I'll like it more come Sunday when I dig in further. But as of right now, all I can think of is from a daily fantasy perspective and stacking perspective, both are harder to stack than you think. Even with Hopkins being out for Arizona, you still have a lot of guys to contend with there. Edmonds, Connor, uh, Ertz, Moore, green and then you've got uh chris christian kirk as well all these guys that he's got on the outside so that's tough to pick between and then it's the same thing for dak without just listing them all off there's a bunch of receivers there's backup receivers that are coming in and getting snaps there's two running backs there and pollard and zeke um, on top of schultz there's other guys there so i just think when you're looking at dallas and arizona they're very hard to stack up i like going with a, either a full game stack if you're going to go that route and just hope to get the right pieces but don't be disappointed if you don't. There's a lot that you can put in there, so it's tough. And then you got to commit to that if you're doing it. And then the other way is this way I'm talking about right now, where you just pick one of these tight ends, play, pick a pass catcher across them that fit with the rest of your build and hope that those two pieces, and it's probably going to be two pieces that are involved. One of these tight ends, if not both, should be involved. And then the, whoever you're going to pick on the other side is not going to be some random wide receiver when you're only picking one. So I think that's another way that you could go about it. Let's round it out. Let's go to defense. Definitely going to bring up a couple here. I want to talk about these two. You know, I always like a pay-up option. Not quite 4K, just 3900 So I always call this the best buy pricing, right? It's not 4000 It's 3900 It looks cheap still. You like that look. It's not quite 4K. And you go to it here, and it's the Pats versus the Jags. Trevor Lawrence, just been a turnover machine. Pats have been just a great defense on the season. So I think this is a spot that you could definitely go. I really like this spot. Uh, at 3,900, if you can make it fit. I think, again, like I said earlier, with all the value that we'll have as the slate goes on and as more COVID protocols and injuries and things like that come up, I definitely think this is going to be an opportunity that you could roll with and have the money for. But if you don't want to pay up, you could drop back down. I talked about David Montgomery earlier, and one spot that I like here is just pairing him up with the defense. Chicago against the Giants. I talked about this last week. We like the Eagles versus the Giants with Jake Fromm. But what we said was twofold. If it was Jake Fromm, last week it was until it wasn't. They actually moved on and went to back to Glennon. But Fromm was someone they were going to give a chance. It wasn't just going to be a handoff and go thing. They were going to let him take his, his chances. Philadelphia made him pay, crushed, uh, were really solid on the slate. 
And then Glennon's always going to be a guy that's going to throw and make mistakes, passing opportunities for, or sorry, pickoff opportunities for the defense, for interceptions, pick sixes, fumbles, scoop and scores, all those factors I think are here again. If you look at it, I think Chicago could take advantage. And if you want to pair them up with Montgomery, that's just another way to be unique, still get two cheap pieces in in Montgomery and the D. And then lastly, I did this one last week thinking on the fly. It didn't turn out to be the best, but it wasn't bad when I took Kansas City against Big Ben. I'm thinking about the same thing here in a different spot, though. Talked earlier about the Dak versus Kyler situation. Dallas is at home here. The Dallas D has been on fire. This was what it was like with Kansas City last week. They put up so many double-digit point games, three of the last four, I believe it was, before last week. Dallas has been much of the same. It just doesn't seem to stop. You've got Kyler Murray, who will take intentional sacks because he can't he scrambles and can't get there runs out of bounds behind the line all these factors and then he definitely can make mistakes off you know throwing it off the back foot but getting to the red zone and trying something and then fumbling there's all kinds of mistakes that he makes and again with being down hopkins there it's a huge hit to his squad for having a reliable receiver so i actually think dallas could be a sneaky defense here as well and i think that's the one that most won't really go to so Hopefully this was good. I know it was jam-packed. I know it was short and sweet, but that's the difference. We don't have the banter and the back and forth. Like I said, if you guys want the banter and the back and forth, be sure to join us. Again, Run Pure Sports is the YouTube channel. It's a free show. We do back-to-back free shows every Sunday. So the first one's myself, AP, and JT Hayes, who's missing this evening. We do the Off the Chalk Show at 845 Eastern Sunday mornings. Grab your coffee. Get your eye cream on, get ready to go. Well, that's for us, at least here on the cameras, getting ready to go for you guys. But then the show right after is great, too. It's Big T, it's Hoop, it's Holden, the morning wood. And that's about an hour and a half game by game, breaking it down and sort of finalizing the thoughts leading up to it. So check that out. Hit the red button in the bottom right now for the subscribe for Mayo Media Network for all this content and more, even when football ends. Whether we go to playoff shows or not, there's NHL shows, there's NBA shows, there'll be MLB shows, there's all kinds of shows. And then don't forget, PGA is coming back as well. So there's going to be a lot of great golf shows as well, including myself and Kenny Kim doing the Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast. Head back, check out the season preview. If you're into golf, like I know most are that are into football because of the weekly aspect. I love these weekly sports. I call them, we just play them on Sundays. Or for golf, you get it ready for Thursday. No issues. You get a Friday sweat for the, for the cut sweat. You get a, hopefully a Sunday sweat for making some money down the stretch. And you do it all again the next week. But we've got a preview show out there, and it's got a story that's to die for, one you don't want to miss with Kenny Kim talking about Bigfoot. He he finally found Bigfoot. Bigfoot. You guys will definitely want to check it out, though. So that's all for this week, guys. We appreciate you. We will be back next week, both myself and JT Hayes, right here for the same show for next week. Other than that, thank you, guys, and good luck.